Hallelujah. Hallelujah, everybody. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Holy Spirit, move in this place. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. From the sound booth to the stage, move in this place. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I know we got some folk in here. You too proud to stand up and thank God, but there's some other folk in here. God done done something for you, so it's okay. But for those of us who know his name, hallelujah to the Lamb. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Move in this place. 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 Yes, sir. Thank you, minister. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's go before God in prayer. God, we bless your name on this morning. God, we stand before your presence. We stand in full display before the eyes of angels and men. We declare publicly and openly how good you are. God, we pray now that the word that has been given to us on this morning would move on the hearts and the minds of men and women. The minds would be open. That hearts would be softened. That spirits would be encouraged. God, we believe that on this day, you're going to position your people to be all you would have them to be in you. And so, God, we say hallelujah to your name. We worship you and we give you the praise. Thank you for Jesus Christ. God, we ask for your presence here today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Let the church say amen. If any of you are like me, you love the holiday season. For as long as I can remember, I've often considered myself a professional gift giver. And so I'm the kind of brother who loves to give my friends and my family gifts because I'm the kind of brother who can't wait to see your expression when you see how fly of a gift I've given you. I mean, I'm at your house. I'm sitting on your sofa, legs crossed, and I'm just cheesing like this. Man, he's going to love his gift. She's going to love her gift. Because I think for all of us, we enjoy giving gifts to one another. We enjoy putting a smile on the face of those we love. We enjoy embarking and engaging with one another, especially during the holiday season. You know, some statistics say that over $465 billion will be spent this Christmas season on gifts alone. And while many of us are in the busyness of the holiday season, while many of us are in the busyness of the Advent season, while we're getting gifts for one another, how many of us have remembered to get a gift from God? 
What gift are you going to give God? More importantly, is God even on your list of people to give a gift to? In our text today, in the book of Matthew, the second chapter, verses 1 through 11, we see from the Holy Scripture, we see from the Holy Writ, the narrative of gift giving. God gives us a word today. And so for a few brief moments, I'd like to speak to you from the thought of the best gift to give God. The best gift to give God. Because I would like to suggest to many of you, to all of you, that while we're more focused on giving gifts to people, the most important person we should be, be focused on giving a gift to is God. For those of you all who do not have an outline, please raise your hand. An attendant will expeditiously get an outline to you. For those of you all who are joining us on the World Wide Web, please go to the goodhope.org app and a fill-in-the-blank outline has been provided for you there. The best gift to give God. The first thing you need to know when you think about the best gift to give God is you need to give God the gift of your person. You need to give God the gift of your person. Reading from Matthew, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all of Jerusalem with him. Gathering together all of the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, or by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and carefully search for the child. And when you have found him, report to me so that I may come and worship him. After hearing the king, they went their way and the star which they had seen in the east went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And after coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The best gift to give God. You need to give God the gift of your person. This is the story of the narrative of the infancy of Jesus Christ. Matthew has written this narrative because he is seeking to convince a people about the lineage 
and the true root of who Jesus is. And so Matthew begins to write this story of Jesus's birth and he talks about the birth of Jesus. And so for many of us who may not know the story, allow me a few brief moments to give you a background on why this is important. In Genesis 3.15, the Bible says that all of mankind was tainted by sin. The Bible says that the Genesis 3.15 promise, the Genesis 3.15 seed of the woman would be the one who would come to remove the stain of sin from mankind. And all throughout the Old Testament, God's people were looking forward, looking around, looking to and fro for the promised Messiah who would deliver them from the pain and the remorse of sin. And so Matthew picks up almost a year after Jesus has been born. And Matthew says that these men, these magi, these what would be today modern day astrologers were looking for Jesus. Look at what the text says. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the, king, in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born the king of the Jews? You know, sometimes we're looking for the right thing in the wrong places. These men came to Jerusalem looking for Jesus, but the only problem was he was in Bethlehem. And if we were to be honest with ourselves, many of us can see ourselves in this story. We go to the right place looking for the wrong thing. So many times we find ourselves in the busyness of the day. We're going to the mall to buy gifts for someone to give them a love that honestly they do not deserve. Many times you're giving someone the gift of your person and there's nothing wrong with giving love to someone, but there is wrong with giving love that's misplaced. The Bible says that these men were looking for the right thing in the wrong place. And look at what the text says. They arrived in Jerusalem and they were saying, where is he who has been born the king of the Jews? You know, so many times we come to church with the right motives, but the wrong idea. When we come into the house of the Lord, it's not about what we have on. It's not about the shoes we're wearing. It's not about the car we're driving. You're not here to find a spouse. Everything is good. I don't have a problem with Christian date or Christian mingle, but we're here to serve his name. Right thing. Wrong place. The Bible says that these men gave God the gift of their person. You know, God will take some of the most unlikeliest people to do some of the most righteous things. God will take the most ragged, ratchet, unrighteous man to do some of the most righteous things. You don't have to have a suit on to do God's work. You don't have to be a Bible quoter to do God's work. You don't have to have an assigned seat in the sanctuary to do God's work. 
all you have to do is just make yourself available to be used by God to do the work he has for you. Preach, Chris, preach. The Bible says that these men went to the wrong place looking for the right thing. But while they went to the wrong place looking for the right thing, they had the right attitude. Look at what the text says. Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Ain't it funny how God uses people who don't know his name to proclaim it? A few weeks ago, everybody was in fisticuffs. Everybody was uptight. Church folk were sashaying around upset because Kanye West had the nerve to go into a church and sing praises of God. But somewhere in the Bible it says that God will take the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. You ain't got to understand it. You ain't got to agree with it. We don't have to have a committee or take a vote on it. All you got to know is that God's mission and his vision is being exacted through who he chooses to use. See, when you give God the gift of your person, it positions you to see God in a whole nother way. And when you give God the gift of your person, God will take you further than you ever imagined. Look at what the text says. The text says that these men from the east arrived in Jerusalem. Some scholars say that they traveled over a thousand miles just to find he who is the king of the Jews. See, when you give God the gift of your person, he takes you to some very unexpected places. Let me give you an example. You're looking at him. 13 years in the rap game. Manager of multi-platinum rap acts. Assistant A&R of one of the largest and most legendary record labels in the South and in this country. CEO of one of the largest independent record labels at the time. But God will take you from a place to put you in a position that he needs you to be. See, it ain't about where you start, it's all about where you finish. And it ain't about what's on you, it's about who's in you. And God will take you from one place just to transport you to somewhere else. Preach, Johnson, preach. God needs the gift of your person. See, there are two things that's going to help you be able to more easily give God the gift of your person. A, you need to know who Jesus is and what that means for you. You need to know who Jesus is and what that means for you. These men have gotten to Jerusalem and the Bible says, where is it? Where is he who is king of the Jews? The question for somebody in here today is not only will you give God the gift of your person, the question is, do you know who Jesus is? Let me break it down to you and help you find your tongue since you may have lost it. He is the bright and morning star. He is the Exodus 12 Passover lamb. He is the one that gave you life this morning. He's the one who paid a bill for you. 
He's the one who kept them crazy kids out of jail. He's the one who kept them crazy kids in jail safe. He's the one who held your marriage together. He's the one who's keeping you. He's the one who lifted you out of the hospital. He's the one who gives you breath in your body every day. And you got the gall to sit here and act like you don't know who Jesus is. Somebody better stand up in here today and act like they know who Jesus is. So what does that mean for you? Because there's always some naysayers in the crowd. There's always somebody in the crowd that even though we are talking and the Holy Spirit is moving, their heart is resistant. Somebody's always in the place and they would love to say, our heart, well, you know my heart, God, but God says the heart is deceitfully wicked and full of treachery. So your heart really right now means nothing to God. What does Jesus being the Messiah mean for you? It means that a life that was in black and white now is in living color. It means that a life that was bland now has full flavor. It means that you live in a hope and an expectancy that other folk just can't have. They got degrees, no hope. They got a spouse, no happy marriage. They got a car, can't enjoy the ride. They got a, a bedroom with a Stearns and Foster mattress, can't get no sleep. Refrigerator full of food, can't get no appetite. Pocket full of money, and they ain't wealthy. They just got paper in their pocket. But when you know who Jesus is, see what this means for you is that you have you have action. You have a hope. You have an expectancy. You have, you, have, you have a reason to get up in the morning. Somebody in here, you may be saying, well, preacher, you don't know what's going on in my life. But guess what? The sun will rise again. And the reason the sun will rise again is because the sun was born. Preach, Johnson. Somebody say, preach, Johnson. That word... Messiah in the Greek is Christos. Christos. It literally means Messiah. It means to be anointed. It means to rub off on. See, when you give God the gift of your person, he rubs off all on you. And it's a gradual process. You used to drink a whole pint, now it's just a fifth. You used to smoke a pack a day, now you're down to half a pack. <laughs> you used to like the left-handed cigarettes, and well, well, you know, you, you're getting a little better with that. You used to curse people out at the drop of a dime, now you, drop, now you curse them out at the drop of a quarter. And see, God is moving you. God is moving you. That, that, that anointing rubs off on you when you give them the gift of your person. Now you sashaying and you giving Betty and Jane and Tom and John and whoever else a gift and that's all good but the person you need to be given a gift to is Jesus Christ. Well preacher you just don't understand. He loved me. 
Well, Chris, you just don't understand. That's boo. That's bae. And while that's all true, none of them can give you an eternal love. See, when you give God the gift of your person, he gives you identity and image, and he gives you uh, self-confidence that has nothing to do with a person. The second, the second thing you need to know that's going to help you to give God the gift of your person is you need to make, you need to make coming to Jesus your priority. You need to make coming to Jesus your priority. Look at what the text says. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared and he sent them to Bethlehem and said go and search carefully for the child and when you have found him report to me so that I may come and worship him and after hearing the king they went their way and the star which they had seen in the east went on before them somebody in here getting to Jesus needs to be your priority let, 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 let me share something with you when you give God the gift of your person everybody ain't gonna like you See, we erroneously, foolishly believe that the minute we profess a faith in Jesus Christ, the world is supposed to love us. Let me give you a news flash. The, the world don't love you because the world don't love Jesus. And in a world where everybody says that they are built to take on the shade and built to take on the hate, ain't it funny how in the church we act like hate is a bad thing? Some folk are going to hate you just for who you are. But more importantly, some folk are going to hate you just for who you serve. You've got to make coming to Jesus a priority. Not tomorrow after breakfast. That's not priority. Not tomorrow after you get off of work. That ain't priority. You need to get to him today. You know, when we, when we have things that are priority, we hurry up and get to them. I had a friend a few years ago, his main priority was getting home to his honey bunch. I mean, he had it timed perfectly. If he got off at 5, he was at home by 5.17. This is no joke. Because getting home to his spouse was his priority. When you want to get a new article of clothing or you want to watch the game, you make it a priority. If you don't want to miss it, you hit record on the television. So if you can make all of that your priority, why can't you make coming to Jesus your priority? See, somebody in here, you may believe that you have to look a certain way or be a certain way or act a certain way to come to Jesus. These men, the Bible says, were magi, which means they weren't the children of God. They weren't the children of Israel. They weren't the chief priests or the scribe. They weren't the Levites. They weren't the ones who should have been knowing God and should have been coming to him. Somebody in here, you need to know that God will take the most raggedy people to do the most righteous things. And if you make yourself available to him, you can come to Jesus right now just how you are. Remember, we're talking about the best gift to give God. One, you need to give God the gift of your person. 
But number two, you need to give God the gift of your presence. You need to give God the gift of your presence. After hearing the king, they went their way and the star which they had seen in the east went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And after coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. You need to give God the gift of your presence. These men had distractions all around about them. Herod, who was the king, was troubled because they had given God, given God the gift of their person. And so he called an offline meeting with the Magi to try to distract them from their purpose. Now, for many of you in here, you may say, well, okay, preacher, I hear you. I'll give God the gift of your person. I'll give him all. But here's what you got to realize. There will be a distraction from that. See, when you make a commitment to give God the gift of your person, Satan makes a commitment to put a distraction in your way. Within us all are two polar opposites fighting the spirit and the flesh, fighting, warring with one another, trying to fight for control of our life. And the minute you say that you're going to give God your person is the minute that all hell breaks loose. You need to give God the gift of your presence. Look at what the Magi did. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. You know, sometimes all of us have been guilty. We're in a place, but we're really not in a place. For those of you all who are R&B fans and know about 70s R&B, the OJs used to have a song, your body is here with me, but your mind is on the other side of town. I know a man who went out on a date with a young lady, was courting this young lady, enjoyed her company, was really serious about it. They went out on a date, they're sitting down at the dinner table, and so I called him, I said, hey man, how's it going? He said, hey bro, I'm at a date, I'll call you back. And so I talked to him a few hours later, and the brother was distraught, and I said, hey man, what's going on, what, what's, what's, what's wrong? He said, man, she said she'll never go out on a date with me again. And so I'm shocked. So I asked him, I said, well, well, why did she say that? Bro, you'll never believe she got mad because I was looking at my phone. Now, this brother had begged. I mean begged. I, 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 this is what I'm saying. I mean groveled. And he finally gets a date with this sister, finally gets a chance to go to dinner, and he's on his phone the whole way through. See, sometimes you can be present and folks not have your presence. See, sometimes you can be in front of somebody and you're there physically, but you ain't there relationally. How many of us come into church, we're sitting in the chairs, we're looking at the pastor, we're looking at the preacher, and we don't not know not nothing he said. 
Somebody in here today, you're looking at me preaching, it's just womp, 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 brunch. See, God wants your presence. God needs a cognitive and a spiritual recognition that you're in tune with him. You ask any married man in here and he'll tell you the worst thing he can do is have his wife talk to him and she don't think he's listening. You can tell by the response, that's true. I'll listen, baby, I'll listen. I promise I'm listening. But look at, look at what Luke 10, 38 through 42 says. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him as a guest. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he said. But Martha was distraction with all of the preparations she had to make. So she came up to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all of the work alone? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. Mary has chosen the best part. It will not be taken away from her. God don't need your stuff. God don't need your platitudes. God don't need your fakeness or whatever else you come to serve up to him. The biggest gift you can give God is your presence. To be able to sit at the master's feet and talk with him is one of the best things that can ever happen to your life. Remember, we're talking about the best gift to give God. One, you need to give God the gift of your person. Two, you need to give God the gift of your presence. But three, you need to give God the gift of your praise. You need to give God the gift of your praise. Matthew 2.11 reads, After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then, opening treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You need to give God the gift of your presence. The Magi have given God the gift of their person. They've given him the gift of their presence. And all of that necessitated to them giving God the gift of their praise. See, there's something that happens in worship that positions you and puts you in a place where God interacts with you differently. A lot of times we give God gifts, but the biggest gift that he wants out of all of us is his worship. See, it happens after worship that the spirit of God moves amongst men and moves amongst women and moves in this atmosphere and moves in your life presently. And it's in worship that you take your mind off the cares and the strifes and the problems of the day. Only in worship can you truly see God. But these men didn't just worship. They got into a position of worship. Look at what the text says. The text says, they fell to the ground and worshiped him. When's the last time you fell to the ground and worshiped God? I mean, really worship God. I'm not talking about a pretty, prissy, 
you know, GQ praise of God. I'm talking about getting on your knees and saying, God, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm coming to you the only way I know how. Somebody in here, you need to crawl to the ground and fall and have yourself prostrate and worship God and praise him and give him the glory and the honor. You need to stop sitting there like he owe you something. You owe him something. He got you up. He saved your soul. He saved your kids. He paid your bills. And you got the nerve to sit there like he owes you something. You better stand up and praise God and worship him for who he is, for what he is, for what he's done, what he will do, stuff he moved out the way, relationships he saved you from, relationships he kept you out of, bills he put together, kids he gave as a miracle, jail situations he pulled you out of, Negroes were behind you, he pulled you from that, police were after you, he got you out of that circus. You better stand up and say thank you, thank you, Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Somebody in here. You're sitting in here, and you're acting like you're better than all of that. That's fine. I understand there's a lot of folks with some suits on, but don't let the suit and the smooth taste fool you. We wasn't always saints. And you're standing in a room full of folk that can testify to you to the greatness of God. Pick you up. Clean you up. Dust you off. You was ashy, but now you got some lubrication on you now. Smelling kind of bad. He hit you with some of the old Smice and Bonds 5 or whatever it is guys wearing. Let's, let's go to God in a word of prayer. Father, thank you for the word you've given us today. God, thank you for challenging us publicly and personally about how we treat you. God, we understand that we can't beat you giving but we also understand that you recognize when we are grateful and appreciative for everything you've done for us. God, this day we pledge that we, were gonna, we are going to give you the gift of our person. We're going to give you the gift of our presence. And most importantly, God, we're going to give you the gift of our praise and worship. God, everyone under the sound of my voice, cover them this holiday season. Cover their families and their children and their friends. Work some situations out. Bring some families together. Heal some marriages. Let the healing, the miracle of healing go forth. Move on hearts and minds. God, we say thank you. 
Father, all these things we ask for. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everybody that can and everybody that will, everybody that's able, please stand to your feet. There's an old saying that says, good preaching always deserves a response. For somebody in here, the word of God has gone forth. I don't know you personally. But I sense the Holy Spirit moving in this place. For somebody in here, you foolishly believe that because you don't fit the mold, you can't give, the, give God the gift of your person, the gift of your presence, or the gift of your praise. But the devil is a lie. As Pastor said to you earlier, 13 years I was in the rap game. 13 years I was in the music business. Nights long, I'd be out on the road on tour buses and in hotel rooms and dark clubs or whatnot, amphitheaters, had everything the world said I should have, but was empty on the inside. You're standing before a God who can fill the empty places of your life. Now listen to me very carefully. This ain't part of the sermon. somebody in here God has been on you about making a move time is ticking you, you need to have a sense of urgency and so we would like to make an offer to you of Christian discipleship and or membership and so as the praise team sings today saints all over this building and online are praying for somebody in here today don't turn a deaf ear to God. Open your mind and your heart. Allow him to move. Allow him to make a change in your life. We're praying for you.
The spirit of God just won't release me yet. Somebody in here, you're wrestling and you're hiding. Let me put it in plain English. You ain't got nothing to be ashamed of and you ain't got to hide no more. And you're at a place where the well is full enough for you to draw out of it everything you need. The turning point of your life starts right now. Stop letting the devil and your self-pride and how you think folk going to look at you. Put all that to the side and come to Jesus. So we're going to sing this song one more time and we're praying that whoever's in here, we're praying that God releases you. We're praying that God moves on you as he's getting the devil out of the way. We're, pr we're praying that he's bringing you forth. And so we're going to sing this song one more time. seated come on let's thank God for that message today amen I'm certainly grateful to God for what God has said to us through the person and personality of minister Chris Johnson Let's prepare to worship the Lord in giving. Father, we thank you and bless you for this opportunity now to continue in the spirit of worship. We pray that our gifts would reflect our love for you. You said in your word where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. And so we pray now that you will bless our giving. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. One of the things that you will find in that passage is that in the midst of the presenting of their worship, their praise, um, their praise was not mere words, but was backed with substance because the Bible says they gave their 
gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They gave their possessions. And when we come to worship God, um, I've told you and asked you over the last month um, that you would be prayerful about your giving. That if your giving truly says how much you love God, then the question is, based on your giving, how much do you love God? My prayer is, is that if that's the accurate reflection of my love, then I want to make sure my words don't exceed my work. That what I say publicly does not exceed my giving of my possessions. Um, because if that's the case, then we are practicing with that poet laureate of a bygone era said we talking loud and saying nothing and so um, we have a multiplicity of ways you can give you can give online you can also text to give um, for those of you who feel an app is too much of a commitment you can go to goodhope.org and you can give there uh, along with a check or cash we want to give you an opportunity to worship the Lord in giving in whatever way possible. All right? Let's worship the Lord in giving. Give as God has blessed you. Give as God has prospered you. And remember, God loves a cheerful giver. We're going to lift two offerings. First offering we're going to receive is our tithes and offerings. Then we're going to lift a second offering for Minister Chris Johnson. He's in school, and I know he's got some school bills that he has been uh, taking care of. And he's here part-time at the church, in school full-time. And we want to help him pick up some books or software or something. Amen? Amen.
All right, Master Control, we're in your hands. Are you interested in taking hope to the world in 2020? Are you looking for a life-changing international experience where you can live out your faith and change people's lives? We invite anyone willing to share the love of God and interested medical or dental professionals to attend the 2020 Missions Trip Interest Meeting, December 15th at 10 a.m. and 12 noon in room 221 in the Center for Hope. For more questions, contact Minister Mark Sloan at mslone at goodhope.org. Don't forget, for additional events and announcements, download our new interactive I Am Hope mobile app. CDs of all sermons are located in the Center for Hope bookstore for a donation of $5. That about does it for this week's Good News Weekly announcements. Have a blessed and prosperous week. And remember, good hope, loving God, loving all people, and changing the world. Amen. We certainly are grateful to God for uh, the blessings and opportunities that God has given us to be able to become all that he wants us to be. Don't forget Wednesday, Food Pantry. Day, Wednesday, and then Friday, we would have our worship and work. Friday evening, worship and work. And then Saturday morning, we have our community empowerment event. This will be the last one for the year. And we look forward to being a blessing to those families who are in need. You know, I had, uh, I got to tell you all this because a lot of times we, we, we miss the opportunity to be a blessing. Um, because we, we focus in on the wrong things. And I had to tell one of our volunteers this, you know, because we, we did some turkeys and some, uh, some things, and, and somebody said, you know, what if somebody gets more than one turkey, you know? And, you know, they, they may sell a turkey. I'm like, man, if they get 5 or $10 for a turkey, God bless them, you know? Uh, I remember when Hurricane Ike hit, and, and I don't know if you remember, we had lost, a lot of people had lost power. And so we took the ice machine out of the kitchen and rewired it and, and put a plug on it, and we got it set up so that we could make ice with a generator. And so we were making bags of ice, and then we were just riding through the neighborhood just giving out bags of ice. And so uh, one of the volunteers got mad. She said, Pastor, we gave that man a bag of ice. And I saw him down the street. He was trying to sell that ice for $2. And I said, well, first of all, that ice is a depreciating asset. It ain't going to be around long. <laughs> so if he can get $2 for it, God, I'd give him $2 for it. Amen. Just, you, you know, when we're trying to bless folk, man, we can't get in it. You, you never... Listen, you, you'll never be able to eliminate the greedy. You, you never will. And if you're trying to eliminate the greedy, man, you waste your time. Amen. Man, we, all we, it's our job to bless people. It's our job to love people. It's our job to serve as many people as possible. And so I hope you have that spirit. And we're going we're gonna to come out with that spirit on Friday night. Amen. Amen. Now, where are our first, second, or third time visitors? If you are here and you are a first, second, or third time visitor, we're not going to ask you to say anything, but would you please just stand up? We just want to acknowledge. Keep on standing, please. First, second, third time. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much. Man, we appreciate it. Upstairs, thank you so much. 
Here's what I want you to do. First of all, I want you to know we appreciate you coming because we know you rode by so many churches to come and worship with us today. We don't take that lightly. Here's what I want you to do. Grab your belongings and follow the lovely lady or the handsome gentleman that's holding the sign that says guest relations. We've got a special reception already set up for you. Refreshments are there and we want to share with you just a little bit more about our church how much we appreciate you coming, and we have a gift to give you as well. We want you to know we love you, we appreciate it. I hope the handshakes, hugs, smiles, everything made you feel at home. But if it didn't work that way, come back next week. We'll try to do better next time, all right? Come on, Good Hope, let's thank God for our visitors. First, second, third time visitors, come on down, come on down. Amen. Make sure you wait for them in the, in, the, in, the, in the narthex. Come on down. They still coming out. Amen. 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 Thank God. Thank God. Thank you for coming and sharing with us. I went to church one time. I was in college, and I used to have to uh, catch two buses, sometimes three, to get to church. And I went to this church, um, and, and it it was an interesting experience. I'm a college student, you know, got on the one little suit I had, you know, and uh, went to church and sat there. And I remember I sat the whole service and they, man, folks shook hands with everybody around me. It was like I had the plague or something. And one, one old lady shook my hand before I left that Sunday. And I said, I'll never be back there again. I mean, it was the most unfriendly. Now, everybody in that church swore they were friendly, and they were to the ones they knew. Um, so that's why I always, I always say to you, when you see somebody you don't know, man, go out of your way and speak to them. Make them feel welcome. Amen. Um, you know, somebody said, well, you know, you put a, put a badge on them so we'll know that they're visitors. Well, you should be nice to everybody. You speak to everybody. You know what I mean? We don't want to put a sign on them, you know, visitor, and then everybody speaks to them. Then when they take the sign off, nobody speaks to them, right? You should go out of your way to speak to everybody, all right? Listen, uh, we're moving into that holiday season, man, full force. Man, I hope and pray you remember the Holy Day season. Remember that Jesus is the reason for the season. Don't forget we'll have our, our service, of course, next Sunday, and then we'll have our devotional Christmas Sunday morning uh, for those of you who have family members and friends who will be coming into town sharing or if you're going out of town you'll be able to go online and catch that Christmas devotional as well with family members and friends all right all hearts and minds clear no not yet well that was the word today wasn't it amen December is a special month for our church family because that is the birth month of our senior pastor. Amen. Amen. And uh, we got a couple of things we want to do before we receive the benediction. The deacons have something that they want to present. So, Pastor, I'm going to ask for you to, to be obedient and go down here. <laughs> and, and Sister Cofield, would you come up? Amen. Sister Cofield, come up. Stand with your husband. Deacons and wives, wherever you are in the place, 
Come on up. You want them up, D? Deacon Tibbs, you want them up here? Yeah, deacons and deacons' wives. If you're ushering, you're singing, you're sitting, come on up. Amen. Is that everybody? All right, we're going to hear from the lead servant of the deacons. Thank you, Reverend Bell. To the deacons and their wives, some of you may not know who are deacons and whose wives. Some of them like to be incognito. <laughs> and that's why I had all of them to come up here so you'll know who is deacons and deacon wives. And pastors been on our case, so... From now on, you'll see deacons with their badges on. They have badges. That's why I say they're incognito. Right, so you can identify them. So you want to be hiding around it. And to those of you that have not made a contribution, uh, you can see me. After. I have my wife to read this card. I think it's appropriate. Celebrating you and yours, there is no one else like you. You have gifts that only you can give the world. You have blessings others can only receive through you. The Lord designed every detail of who you are. You are special. You are loved. You are you. And the world is blessed to have you in it. Happy birthday to Tori and Pastor Cofield from the Deacons and Wives Ministry. <laughs> now, Pastor, I was trained a certain way. Uh, you remember the shepherd boy. But Floyd Shepherd was uh, over the brotherhood we called in. You know, we used to go out to homes and we would visit the sick and the shut-in. And every time we would pick up an offering, but he would say this here. Now, this is an offering for both of you, but I'm going to give it to the wives <laughs> to share with you. There was a time when it was just you. But now, yeah. So this is the presentation, but we love you, Pastor. And we can remember when you had Vision 2020. 2020 is almost here. And I'm just grateful to be a part of that vision at this time. So good hope, let's give our pastor a round of applause. Come on, good hope, stand to your feet. Don't, don't go nowhere, don't go nowhere. Don't, don't sit down, don't sit down. All right, this morning we're going to sing the song to our Master. master. Here we go. Well, we're singing happy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you.
So I, I need y'all to know, y'all may not know, my birthday is Wednesday. My wife's birthday is Tuesday. But I have a private happy birthday to sing to her. Y'all, y'all don't need to hear all of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Amen. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Lord have mercy. All right. I appreciate it so much. Listen, come on. Let's stand on your feet. Let's get ready to go. Thank you all so much. I appreciate the love. Appreciate what God is doing in us and looking forward with anticipation of the great things the Lord is going to do and continue to do. Father, we thank you and we bless you for today. We thank you for your word and we thank you for your servant who preached your word. And we pray and ask your blessings upon him. We pray, God, that you will bless us now as we leave this place. And God, by the power of your Holy Spirit, remind us over and over again. Remind us over and over again. Remind us over and over again to make sure we give you the most important gift we can give. We ask your blessings now as we leave this place, but never to leave your presence. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Let all of God's people say amen. amen. Minister Chris Johnson, come on down front, please. Encourage Minister Johnson. Let him know how you were blessed, encouraged by that message today. God bless you and God be with you. Show at least three people some love. Don't count the folk you rode with.